Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. We're going to be ending our series today, Life and the If, and, um, and this starting this in the next season. So in this life of unrest, in this life of anxiety, in this life of stress, in this life of the unknown, God is continually to remind us that he is still there, that he's still on the throne, he's still God. See, the first week we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we talked about flipping your if, and we said, God, if you bless us, thank you. But if you don't, I will not bow down and I'm going to move forward in my life. Week two, we talked about the children of Israel and how they got into the Red Sea. They came out of the, the bondage that they were in and moved forward in their life, but they met, were met in the Red Sea. And we talked about that in life, we need to move. We can't be staying stagnant. We have to move forward. It doesn't matter what's in front of us. It doesn't matter about the, inst- uh, the, the unknown in front of us. We need to move to what God has for us. And week three, we talked about Abraham and Isaac. And we talked about how sometimes God um, throws these awkward ifs in our life. And, and we said, if we accept it, man, God is with our obedience. And he was always going to provide on the other side of, of our obedience. And today, um, the title of this last week is called yes we can yes we can in the in in a world where where they're telling us no we can't you can't do this don't do this or you'll have this result it's good and refreshing to say yes we can have a victorious mindset in the world where it seems like everything is chaotic I don't know about you but 2020 has been crazy, and it's, it's hard to say yes and have this victorious mindset when we're dealing with such negativity around us. We got a pandemic. We got fear all around. We got sickness. We got loss, uncertainties, jobless, political craziness. You could turn on the news for five seconds, and you drive yourself insane. It's crazy out there. And then God calls us to live this life of great and and positive. And you're looking around like, how? Has anybody been there? Like, it's like, I want to be positive. I want to live out the calling that God has for my life. But I look at my circumstance and I open my eyes to my reality and everything is negative. See, if we're honest... It's hard to be positive in a place where positivity does not exist. John Gordon, a guru of positivity, um, he's a Christian man. He wrote about so many books about being positive in your life. He said this quote. He said, being positive won't guarantee you'll succeed, but being negative will guarantee you won't. See, the Bible says it like this in Matthew chapter 15 and 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of your mouth that defiles a person. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries out your bones. See, we, we have positivity is a trait in our life that we don't use a lot. 
Because if we look around, being positive is truly a lifestyle, a choice that we have to actually obtain in our life. Because if we wake up, man, it's, it's easy to be negative in our life. But God calls us to have a positive life. You know, and to be honest with you, being positive, if, if I'm being honest, I don't like positive people at times. You know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I just want to be mad. Okay, I'm the real one today, okay? I just wake up some days and I'm like, you know what? I'm mad. I just, I'm just going to be mad. Whoever gets in my way, um, they, you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Anybody been there before? Yes. Some of you are there right now. Talk to, don't look at your husband. Don't look at your wife. All right? Sometimes I just, I just want to be mad. And what happens is you have two choices in that moment. You either can, can bulldoze your way and, and make it everybody's day um, very upset and mad, or you can check yourself. But here's the thing. I don't check myself at times. Okay, so and then, you know, the, when you go to work or you go to the, you know, go, go to a restaurant and then that, that's ex, that, that person that's extra positive, you know, it's like everything's great. You know, like your, your toes falling off. Oh, but good things happening. You know, like, why are you so positive? You know, they annoy me sometimes, but there's something about it. That we as Christians and as believers or even as people, we need to understand that these people are probably not being annoying. Maybe they found something in their life. Maybe they found the trait of positivity that they're activating in their life. And if we don't learn how to activate some positivity in our life, negativity is going to be natural to us. We have to understand that the enemy is going to come and try to steal, kill, and destroy our mind and our thoughts. And we need to come against that. See, here in the book of Numbers, there were some positive thinkers and in the midst of negative thinkers and how God handled this situation to the both. So we're going to go to the book of Numbers. Um, there, is a, there, is a, there is a book in the Bible called Numbers. Yeah, um, so uh, for all you math people, Josh, um, this, this is your book, all right? Um, so the book of Numbers, we see these, these people, these spies, okay? So, uh, so we're here, we're here with the people of Israel again. Remember we talked a couple weeks ago, they went to the Red Sea and they had to move? Well, we're here with them again. We're, we're catching up with their story and we see them in the wilderness about to cross a, another obstacle that's in front of them. You know, so here's the people of Israel complaining again, all right? Complaining. You know, we, before we said they got to the Red Sea and they're like, we'd rather be in bondage than, than moving forward. And now... They're literally at the brink of entering into the promised land that God has promised Moses as they were leaving, um, uh, leaving Egypt. So think about this. Let me set the scene for you. These people have been in the wilderness for, 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 for years. And now they're finally at the brink to seeing what God has promised them. And they're still complaining. They're still complaining. And we see that, that um, Moses sends out these spies, okay? They said, go out, 12 spies, go in and assess the land. Go see what the agriculture looks like, the people. Give us an assessment so we can move forward in what we are going to do. We're going to possess the land that God has promised us. Um, so, so they send out the spies, and... Um, and they go back, and 10 of the spies come back with a negative report, and then two of the spies come back with a 
good report. Let's go to Numbers chapter 13, verse 25 and 29. It says like this. And at the end of the 40 days, there were 40 days um, taking an inventory of the land. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all of the congregation and show them the fruits of the land. So they went to these to the land. They assessed this for 40 years. There were these massive fruits, like a plenty. I mean, provision after provision. I mean, the promise that God has got, they literally walked into and spied on the provision in the land that God has promised. So they brought back these fruit. In 27 it says, and they told that they told him, we came to the land to which you have sent us. It flows with milk and honey. And that, and, and this is the fruit. So he showed evidence of the, of the provision that God was going to give them. Then they said, 28, however, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities and the forgery are very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And the Amalekites and the dwelling of the, and they, he just talked about all the, the Amalekites and Halilites and whatever, knights and knights, all the knights over there. They're all there. So what am I saying? So here's, here's what they said. They said, all right, we took assessment of the land, and that land is, is good. I mean, look at the fruit. Look how big it is. It's flowing with milk and honey, but, but we can't possess it because of all the negativity around it. They're in the midst of accepting and walking into the promise that God has for them. And they, can, they, they, they see the positivity, but they can't live out the positivity because all they see is the negativity. So they can't possess what God has promised them in their life. They said, it's great, we see it all, but we can't because it's hard to possess. See, has anybody been there before where God is, you see what God is doing in you. You see the potential that God is putting in you. You see the talents and the resources that God has given you. And you see the, the promise and the calling that God has put in your heart. But then you look at what the circumstances around and you say, I see what's in, but I can't possess. I can't live out what God has called me to do because it's too hard to really live out what God is putting on the inside. It's too hard. I'm not, it's not worth it. Yeah, the fruit is great. Yeah, it's flowing of milk and honey, but I see the positivity, but, but life is hitting me, and all I can see is negativity. I'd rather live in the negative than go into what God has asked for me in the positive. Have you been there before? Because it's so hard. See, God didn't call us to, you know, when we accept him into our heart, that it's going to be all cake. Matter of fact, the enemy's going to come even harder. It's going to show you all your flaws. He's going to show you all your lack. He's going to show you that the resources that you don't have. Some of you, God has birthed a, a calling on your life or, or, or a dream in your heart. And you look at your resources and said, it can't happen. So it's not going to happen through me. Let it happen to somebody else. But God has said, it's happening through you. But what we do, we look at our lack and make it our reality. We rather diminish ourselves then pick up ourselves 
and be who God's called us to be. Matter of fact, we see here in Numbers chapter 13 and 33 that the, the people of Israel, they, they started diminishing themselves. He said in 13 and, 13 and 33, he says, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. So it seems to them. So there was giants in the land. And, the, and there, was some, there were these giants there. They said, we, we see these tall things that are in front of us. We see these impossible scenarios that, that it can't happen in my life. I can't, be, I can't be free from this addiction. I can't be free from this marriage, this, this, this relationship. I can't be free from all these things that are happening because I see it so much, but I look so small within. But God has called us to be victorious. But we can't even be victorious because we call ourselves losers on the inside. It's all about changing our mind and what God has called us to do. He doesn't make junk. God does not make junk. And you know what the Israelites said? They passed the Red Sea. They see the giants, and you know what they say? We rather go back to Egypt. <laughs> Again, they're saying, I rather accept slavery. I rather accept the bondage. I rather accept what, what the enemy is telling me because it's too hard to live out what God is calling me to do because I got to put work in it. In a generation, in a culture where we don't like to work. We go to McDonald's and in, well, from McDonald's, it's longer. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> South side, not north side, okay? Come on. Come on. Amen. We want it now. But what God is telling us, listen, we're not, we're, we're in a process and before we can go, we have to live out what God has called us to do. And sometimes, let's be honest, we're going to be faced with certain uh, circumstances. We're going, to face with, we're going to be faced with things in our life. I'm never going to be a pastor to say, hey, you accept Jesus, everything is great now. Make sure you give your tithe. No, I'm here to tell you that the enemy's coming at you. Because you made him mad. And he don't want you to live in freedom. See, what does he do? See, see, what if we really said yes to the promises that God has for us? Some of us are battling the knowledge of who we know we can be and having the courage and strength to take that and walk it out in our life. We see negativity and not positivity. And then we go here, if we read in the, keep in the book of Numbers, we see Joshua, the, the, the character that we're going to be talking about today, Joshua stepping up. So all these spies are like, nah, we ain't going to do it. It ain't going to happen. But then Joshua and Caleb steps up and says it like this in verse 5. Then Moses said to Aaron, um, Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. This is Moses, the one that, remember the stick? He used a stick and, and like water parted. So now these people are, oh my gosh. Be careful with the people that bring negativity in your life. Like you're trying to live your best life. Like I'm trying to do me. But then people come in, well, I mean, even in the smallest thing, are you really going to wear that? You know what I'm talking about? Come on, let's just go practical here, all right? Like, little things like that can just deter us. 
Or, or, or like your boss comes to you and probably has the right intentions and you know, you're probably not doing the best and you're like, and they say, hey, you need to work on this area. Oh, they don't know. They don't know what I do. This business will not run without me. You've been there before? Come on. I did it all the time. But we're so negative. We're, we're, this, this is where Moses is. This is Moses, the, the one that split the, the sea. And he's crying because he heard a negative report. And he took it for his reality. Moses, step up, boy. Step up. Like you, you see miracle after miracle that God has done in your life. And then now you hear a negative report and you're taking it to your reality. And now your life is negative. But then, thank God there's people that step up. In verse 6, then Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, um, son of, Je- I don't know what that says, uh, when, uh, who, who were among those who said the spied out to the land, tore their clothes. They were so angry. And they said to the congregation, the land which we passed through to spy out was exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us to the land and give it to us. And the land would, that would, land would flow with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people in the land for the for for they are bread for us. Their protection will be removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear. I mean, that's a good that, that, I mean, I'll be hyped up. You know, this is your your leader is crying on the ground. And then these men, Caleb and Joshua are like, no, nah, man. What? Stop crying. Remember we talked about a couple of weeks? Stop crying. Step up. Be who God's called you to be. If God tells us we're going to have this land, we're going to walk into what God has for us. And, and, and Caleb and Joshua did that. Caleb and Joshua had a different mindset in the next day. They said, I see the giants. I, I see the people. I see all the lack. But have you seen that fruit? We, we have to have that mindset like, okay, I see what's going on. I, I see that my, my bills don't add up to, you know, my, my resources. But have you seen that fruit? Have you, have you seen that land? We have to have the, the, a mindset. It's called faith to, like, to know that, God, I know I might be in the middle of it, but, but I know that you have something better for me. I'm, if I have to step in this season of, 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 and, and kind of walk this thing out, as long as you're with, with me, God, I can go forward in my life. We have to look at our lack and not let it be our reality and live in a life of faith and say, I might be in it, but I know God has more. I know that God has more. I see the giants. I see the circumstances. But I, do you see the milk? Do you see the honey? Do you see the plenty? See, you can go through all the things that could go wrong in your life. And you know what you do? If you lose your willingness to possess what God has for you. Yeah. Who are those people that are the worst case scenario people. Okay. The worst case scenario people. I mean, you just think of the worst case scenario. Like you go into the into a thing and like, well, I mean, somebody, you know, I could trip here and like everything at Publix could fall. Come on. 
you know, or I could, you know, you're just always the worst case scenario. But in reality, we have to understand that when we, when we, in our life, in our spiritual life, if we think as always the worst case scenario, we're losing our willingness to possess what God has for us. See, here's the thing. What if, how did they have so much courage and strength to say yes when others were saying no? How did they do that? Because here's the thing. If you read historical accounts of the exodus of the Israelites leaving um, Egypt, we see that Joshua was born in Egypt. Joshua was born in Egypt while they were in slavery. So there's a good possibility that Joshua was at the Red Sea when it was parting. It, it, It could be a good possibility that Joshua saw the miracle that blew away the, the Israelites and say, man, the waters are split. Joshua was there. So what are you saying? By Moses' confidence, by Moses saying yes to God's walk to moving forward, it probably could have gave Joshua the courage and strength to say yes to the calling that he has for his life. So what are you saying? People are looking at you. And when you say yes and walk in faith, maybe your yes can be the confidence for them to say yes to God's calling in their life as well. How did they do that? Because people were encouraging them. They saw God moving. They saw somebody had to say yes for their courage to be to rise up. So in Joshua's life, there's two words that have been that have gone constantly in their life. If you read through the, the account of Joshua, is these two words: strong and courageous. Strong. And courage. I feel like God is saying, if you want to possess what I have for you in your life and walk into the next season that I have for you, you have to build your, to be strong and to be courageous in your life. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 7 and 8 says, Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of Israel, be strong and courageous for you shall, you shall go with the people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers and get, that to give them and you shall put them in the possession of it. And he said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. Moses, the one that said, let my people go, they're free. He didn't even get a chance to walk into the promise. But God called Joshua to take the mantle for them to walk in. Why? Maybe Joshua had enough faith. Maybe Joshua didn't listen to the voices of negativity. Maybe Joshua said, if God said it, we're going to do it. And God is looking for people. That says, I'm going to step up and be a leader in my workplace. I'm going to step up and be a leader in my family. And what God says, we're going to stand on his word. See, maybe Moses did not possess the land. Doesn't mean he was a bad leader. Maybe he listened listened to too much negativity. It's quiet in here. Constantly, the Bible talks to Joshua about being strong. 
and courageous, being strong and courageous. Strong is, is able to withstand the, a great force or a pressure. Courageous means to deter uh, um, by danger and pain and to be brave. And another sense of bravery is to, to be ready to face and endure pain and danger. What does the world tell us? Hey, stay away from pain and danger. But the Bible says, hey, pain and danger is coming. And you know what you need to do? Be strong and be courageous. So where are these areas in our life that we need to be strong and courageous as we walk this life and in, in, in getting out of the, uh, the negative and looking into the positive? Where, where do we need to build us to be strong and courageous? Number one is in our thoughts. In our thoughts. We need to be strong and courageous in our thoughts. The first thing that the enemy is going to attack you is your mind. That's the first place he's going to attack you. He starts whispering some things. Whispering some lies. And we start believing it. We start believing it. But what if we were strong and courageous in our mindset. And knowing that the fight is going to come. Here's the thing. I, 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 can, be, I can be ready for a fight that I know is coming. Is the ones that... that Sneak up on me that I'm not ready for. But if we have the mindset that the enemy's going to fight us, the, the enemy's going to try to kill, steal, and destroy us. So if we're ready at all times, if we're building this strength and this courage on the inside, we can take the battle on. You know, we, we're not surprised. Oh, I'm having a bad day. Ooh. No, yes, because the enemy wants your mind. He wants your mind. The enemy is coming to speak lies to you. But how do we go against that? His word. If you're not getting this in you, I don't know how you're doing it. Because this is the thing that sometimes is my anchor to my soul. See, when I don't have the, the, the resources or the mind or the words to say, I, I need to go to the one that, that, that never fails. See, we, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our, our path. The strength of our minds comes from prayer and it comes from his word. If we're not constantly in prayer and communing with him, if we're not constantly going to the words that he has for our life and going to the promises that he has for our life, we're only going to go by our thoughts. And our thoughts gets us in trouble. Our thoughts gets us in trouble. But his word brings our thoughts into alignment with his will and direction in our life. See, in Romans chapter 12 verse, uh, 12 verse 2 says, do, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you be testing and discerning what is God's will and uh, that is good and acceptable and perfect. Our minds need to be transformed and renewed on the daily. Anybody ever seen Transformers? Like, Transformers is like, it's in one, it's like a car turns into a robot. So, in reality, to be transforming our minds, we have to see the position we're in and move into another position. We need to see the, the area that we're in and we're lacking, that we're depressed, and we have to move to another mindset, another place. If not, we're just going to stay where we're at. He literally tells us the remedy to what our thought process, to transform it. 
to move from there to there. For move from negativity and force yourself to think positive. See, it's transforming on a daily basis. It's getting away from the negative thoughts and having the strength in our minds to know that God is still working in my life. I might not see it. I might not know what he's doing, but I know and he has my back. And I know that he's making a way for me in the wilderness. It's having this, yes, I can, victorious mindset instead of having I am not and defeat. We have to be strong and courageous in our thoughts. Number two, we have to be strong and courageous in our confidence. Woo-wee! This one's hard. This one's hard. See, we need to be strong and courageous in knowing that he is our, he, he, we are his children. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence which is a great reward for you have need of insurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. It's, it's looking as our confidence in God as a reward. And we got to read this thing. This thing is good. Sometimes I'm reading, I'm like, where was this? Is there another chapter? Because, I mean, it's alive and breathing. This is not just a textbook for you guys. This, this, you need this in your life. Because there's verses like this that when my confidence is low, it's telling me, hey, my confidence can be high and it's a reward. I need to work for this thing. I need to fight for this thing. I need to know that I'm confident in knowing who he is, who I am in him. And that what the word says about me, I can live out. But if we're not going to the, the, the manual of our life, we're just going to go by what we feel. So if we're depressed that day, guess what? I'm depressed. If we feel down and out, guess what? We're going to feel down and out because we're not going to the source that's telling us, hey, there's a reward to your confidence. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's a reward to that confidence. Then we need to put our confidence in the, out of the negative areas in our life and put our confidence in the positive things in our life. Because here's the thing. You put your confidence in something in your life. Some of us put our confidence in our money. And guess what? When we broke, we sad. <laughs> it's true. Some of us put our confidence in our job. And we're workaholics. And our marriage is going down. Some of us put our confidence in a relationship. You can put your confidence in something. But if you don't put your confidence in the thing that never moves, man, you're, you're, you're always going to be disappointed. But when you're anchored in your confidence in God and he's working in your life, man, you can get, the life can come, the, the rug of life can come underneath you, but you can stand strong and say, I might be in it and I might see, but I'm going to stand strong in what God has for. I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in what God is doing in my life and I'm going to move forward in my life. Psalms chapter 27 verse 3 says, Though the armies encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though the wars rise against me, yet I will be confident. Somebody needs to write that down somewhere in your house. Or go to Hobby Lobby and make a frame. 
Because it literally says, though the armies war rise against me, even fear itself rise against me, yet, what's that yet word? That's you making a choice. I see my circumstance. I see it rising against me. I see it breathing down my neck. Yet. We need to have this yes, this yet mentality to us. Yet. I am still confident in God. I am still confident what he's doing in my life. I am still confident in his word. I am still confident in his promises. I am still confident. It's transforming things in our life. And number three, as I close. We need to be strong and courageous in our reliance on him. We need to be strong in our reliance on God. If you think you're in control of your life, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. God is orchestrating and planning out things in your life. Our job in this orchestration of God's working is our job is to put the right order in it. What do you mean by that? I mean by this. He is God. I am not. But what do we do? It's my will because I'm orchestrating my life. I'm taking the reins. And we say, God, Monday through Friday, I got this. But Sunday, that is who you are. You can have Sunday, maybe Saturday, because I'm resting and I'm watching football. But Monday through Friday, hey, I got this. When we lose our reliance on our source, which is Jesus Christ, we become our own gods. Sheesh. I know everything, you know, we, 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 we want to have everything planned out, and that's great. Plan. But don't be surprised that your plans get ruined. Because it's not your will. It's his. And when our reliance is on that, you know what it does? It builds our confidence. Because we're not surprised the area we're in. We're like, God, hey, this stinks right now. That's why we need to be real with God. Hey, it stinks, but I'm still confident. Hey, I, I know that I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm confident. My reliance is not on my resources. My reliance is not on my things. My reliance is on him. And if you give me the things, God, hey, I'm going to give it back. I'm going to be a resource to others. We can't hoard what God has blessed us with. Because guess what? You're going to die with the things. But when we, when he, when we reliance on him and he blesses our life, it's our job to bless others. Because we know it didn't come from us. We know, we, we, we know it, it's not about us. It's all about him. And if I can find somebody that does not know Jesus, and I can just be a beacon of light in their life, it's worth it all. It's worth it all. Because one day, we're going to see Jesus face to face. One day, we don't preach this enough. He's coming again. We're going to see him face 
to face. Yes, this world is great. I don't know what you think is great, but I'm ready for heaven. We're going to see him face to face. And we're going to give account to everything we did. Not for us, not for God to be, hey, you should have done a bit more there. But it's for us to say, God, what did we, how did we handle what you've given us? It's our reliance on him. We need to be planted in our life to be strong and to be courageous, to build on our reliance and our reassurance in, I trust you no matter what. Uncertain times, uncertain times. When I know the answers, when I don't know the answers. I'm going to transform my mind. I'm going to go from the position I am in now and accept a different position. I'm going to build my confidence in him. That I know that he is working in my favor, that I'm not a mistake, that I can build, I can live on what he calls me to be. I am confident. And then I can have the reassurance in my life that my reliance is surely on him. That I can't do anything without you, God. That, that a thing like Axios Church couldn't be where we are right now without you. It ain't me. Trust me. I ran away a couple times. I'm like, God, I'm going to go hide real fast because I don't know what's going on. But God said, move. Move. Be obedient to his, to his voice today. Let me ask you a question. How's your mind? Where's your confidence? What are you relying on? And what if we switched it up and not fall into the negativity of life? Because, hey, it's still going to be there. I'm not saying that negativity is not going to be there, but it's our choice to live in it or our choice to look at it Address it and move on to what God has called you to be and what God is doing in your life. I'm confident. Yes, we can. We need to have a mindset of Joshua and Caleb and say, yes, what? I see it. Yes, we can. I know that God is right. Yes, we can. It's okay to be positive in life. You're not living a false reality. You're saying, God, I'm putting you to the test. I'm living faith out. I'm going to live this thing out. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to live it out. Yes, we can because I know who can do it. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.